This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Shape America podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Colin Brooks, uh, along with Stephanie Sandino and Matt Pomeroy. So this is uh, a podcast that's focused around self-care. So self-care is is definitely something that Matt and Steph and I have been talking about uh, through our reflection podcast. But we were brainstorming the other day, and we had the idea that it could be pretty cool to hear from our community of health and physical educators. There's so many health and physical educators out there with uh, just a lot of expertise in this area. And, you know, the topic of self-care in general does not come up that often within our field, um, within the field of teaching. We're so busy serving and taking care of others, but we all know that taking care of ourselves um, is uh, what we need to do. And good teaching is a is basically has to come or is a byproduct of self-care. So with that being said, uh, we have about, you know, somewhere between eight and 11 guests here that are going to share their thoughts on self-care and kind of their journey through that. So I'm happy to have them on the show and I'll let them introduce themselves. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Shape America podcast, everyone. Hey guys, this is Lisa Rockala. I'm super happy to be part of the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm also really pumped that you're talking about self-care. I think that's huge and so under-talked about. So I think that's awesome. A little bit about me. I currently teach at New Discoveries Montessori Academy. It's an elementary slash progressively to middle school school in Hutchinson, Minnesota. Um, We're a public charter school. Went to my undergrad at University of Minnesota Duluth. uh, Master's at UW-La Crosse. Teaching PE, outdoor adventure education. Um, I serve on the Minnesota Shape Board of Directors and on a variety of other boards and committees in my school, community, health PE world. Um, It's my fifth year of teaching. Prior to that, I was a personal trainer for about seven years, and I'm originally from Bloomington, Minnesota. So self-care to me means filling up your own glass so we can pour it out a little bit at a time each day because that's what we do. We pour it out to our students every day. And I think we have to fill it up every day um, because we can't give if we're empty. And day after day, teachers are trying to pour from an empty glass just to get stressed, overwhelmed, and burned out. Um, Personally, I've gotten pretty good at self-care, but I wasn't always this way. And like any habit, it takes practice. And I'll share a little bit more about what I do for self-care later on. But to me, self-care just means Investing in yourself, walking the talk, right? Walking the talk of what we preach as physical and health educators and really trusting our instincts. Like, how do we do that? How do we know and be aware of ourselves? Trusting our instincts to take care of our health and health in a broad sense. Um, Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, right? So I think we need to make ourselves feel good. And when we do that, when we find out what that means and how do we feel good and we do what we need to do to make that happen, we do well. And that's how we can be the best versions of ourselves. Hey, everybody. This is Jason Steele. Um, 
first and foremost, I'd like to just say that I'm very excited to be a part of this podcast and uh, help share what I can. And hopefully I can, I can uh, help somebody in some way. Um, I currently live and teach in Minot, North Dakota. I teach at a K through five school. I teach Phi Ed, um, called Perkett Elementary. Um, and if you don't know, uh, where Minot, North Dakota is, we are about an hour and a half south of the Canadian border, um, which will kind of explain my North Dakota accent and a little bit of Canadian accent maybe mixed in there as well. Um, I'm in my 11th year teaching and uh, what self-care means to me, you know, North Dakota in the winter, um, it seems to uh, just not want to go away at this point. Uh, it just keeps dragging on and on and on. And, and uh, I think it really finds ways to drag people down and it's tough to, kind of take care of yourself and and help yourself out um you know for me i think uh to find the positives in most situations really helps it's easy to find the negatives um and i think we need to really try hard to understand that everybody's going to have those good and bad days um and that includes you know your colleagues your students and as well as yourself um you know I think also too, we need to remember that you and your family come first. Um, I think if we can remember that if we keep our family first, you know, our, our professionalism and our love for teaching will definitely benefit from that. And then I think too, we need to remember uh, to don't spread ourselves too thin. You know, it's okay to say no. Um, and sometimes you gotta just leave work at work and uh, have those passions outside of teaching and outside of your school that you enjoy doing to kind of recharge your batteries a little bit. Uh, and like Lisa said, kind of fill your glass. Um, you know, and then I, th I think we need to focus on personal time and family time uh, to kind of help us get through those, those full moon days uh, that everybody knows a little too much about. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Andy Vasily. Um, I'm currently working in Saudi Arabia at the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. Um, I really want to thank Colin, uh, Matt, and Stephanie for opening up this topic. It's such a hugely important topic to uh, discuss. So thank you very much, uh, in particular in our field, because our field deals with the physical, emotional, and social self. So just a quick introduction into who I am and the work that I do, and I will now continue on with uh, my thoughts related to the first question. So what does self-care mean to me? Um, quite a beast of a question there, because you can take it in so many different ways, but I guess um, for the sake of clarity in my own life, Self-care means being ultra-sensitive and aware to our own physical, social, and emotional, emotional self um, that we really need to, I don't even want to say find a balance because I sometimes think that finding a balance is overused, um, but we really need to be aware of when we are in need of maybe taking care of the physical self a little more or 
maybe we've neglected the emotional and social self. So to me, self-care is just being critically aware of those states within ourselves. And when we feel disharmony, to spend a little bit of time inquiring into why it is we might feel the way that we do. We might be going um, strongly with our physical workouts, but neglecting the emotional and social self. Um, We might go on a run where, you know, we're really working on our relationships and our lives and everything is going well there, but at the expense expense of our our physical self. So I think self-care is just taking the time to be cognizant and aware of those three states and to constantly evaluate them and to spend a little quiet time when we feel disharmony. It might appear to everybody else that on the surface, everything is great with us, but we, we are the ones that know deep down when there's disharmony. And when we feel that disharmony, just begin a process of non-judgmental inquiry that kind of gets us looking into uh, which areas of our life might need a better focusing on and to make it an intention to focus on that area, be it the physical self or the emotional self or the social self. So that's my uh, longish kind of uh, reply to what self-care means to me. Hi, this is Cassie Brooks from Brownsburg, Indiana. That's a suburb of Indianapolis, and I'm an 18-year teacher of middle school health and PE. To me, self-care is recognizing and resolving the balance between the more that we always want to be as passionate educators and the enough that we already are. I posted recently on PE Pep Talk about enough being my one word, that I am enough. What I achieve is enough. How much I got done today is enough. How clean my house is when I go to bed, it's enough. I have to stop trying to be perfect and always be more because what I give already is enough. And it's more than what most people might be willing to give. But back to the topic of self-care, if we've gotten to the point where we have lost our strength in any aspect of life, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, our relationships, it might be time to adjust our self-care practices. So it really comes down to awareness of how we're functioning in all aspects of life and then getting that back into balance with self-care. Hi, this is Mike Kazala. I am really excited to be on this uh, Voxcast and, and excited to be asked and take part in this. It's something that's very dear to my heart. I was in the classroom for 10 years, and I am now the academic director for a company called the Regional Training Center. We offer graduate courses for teachers, and um, I am also the author of several graduate courses on the kinesthetic classroom, and I'm also co-author with Tracy Langle of the uh, several books on the kinesthetic classroom that we have published. Uh, I'm a former American fitness professional, certified nutrition and wellness consultant, former bodybuilder, 
a former runner of a distance, not much more than 11 or 12 miles. I'd run races in that, uh, that length. And so wellness and self-care have been a part of my life uh, as long as I can remember. Because I feel like in this American life we live is, is that it's very difficult uh, to stay on top of things, whether it's the stress, it's the food, it's the lack of time to take care of ourselves. And um, so self-care to me is making sure we stay at the top of our to-do list because we all have our to-do lists. We, uh, we, we take care of our families and we take care of our jobs and our students and our yards and our finances and our, our graduate degrees and our coursework and, and our professional growth and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes we fall down the list. Uh, love Satchel Paige's quote, don't look back, something might be gaining on you. And I can tell you that if you fall down your to-do list, I can list about 10 things that are gaining and they're not good. And I'm further along in life than many of the people in this podcast. And, and uh, self-care becomes even more important uh, as we age. So self-care to me is to make sure that we're really great in our lives in every part. Uh, and then we're going to find ourselves out of balance most of the time. But the greater balance we can achieve, uh, the greater we can be for other people. And isn't that life? what life is about? Being there for ourselves so that we can be there for others. And so the more that we take care of those things, uh, the better off the world is. And it becomes a better place. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Stephanie Morris. I'm the CEO of Shape America, and I am so pleased to have been invited to participate in this podcast. It is such an important topic and one that I think about a lot, and honestly, I struggle with a lot. So um, I love the answers that I've been hearing so far to this first question of what does self-care mean to me, um, and really excited to be thinking about all of this and participating and getting some good thoughts for myself. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm the CEO of Shape America. I'm also a mom to three kids who are five, eight, and 10, um, almost 11. Um, I also volunteer a whole lot. Like so many of you, I find it very hard to say no, um, especially because most of the time I really want to say yes. I volunteer for the PTA at the kids' school. Um, I've coached girls on the run in the past, which I love. I'm taking a little break from that, but um, I still um, substitute coach quite a bit um, and just uh, end up being involved in a whole host of other things. I'm the room parent for their three classrooms, um, which is all great, and I love doing it, but it definitely makes self-care a challenge. So what does self-care mean to me? Um, there are so many good answers that I've been listening to that I totally agree with and that resonate with me. I guess for me, just quite simply, it's about pausing to make sure I am taking care of myself and that I'm putting myself first um, at times, as difficult as that is and as, frankly, stressful as, as, as it feels to do um, at times, which sounds crazy, but it does feel stressful to, to realize how much you need to stop and carve out time for yourself, um, whether it be to make sure you're eating properly or getting enough sleep or finding time to work out or whatever it is. Um, so that's what self-care means to me. And I'm really excited to continue um, participating and hearing the other questions and answers. 
Hello, all. This is Jessica Monlix, uh, and I teach elementary phys ed K through six in Northern California in Ukiah. So excited to be part of this podcast here. So to me, self-care is what you need to do to make sure you can be the best version of yourself. I am finally getting good at this, I think. For a very long time, I was pretty much the worst at it and just out of sheer necessity, gotten much better. Um, I've been doing a lot of flying lately. So the thing that's in my head for it is when they tell you, you know, make sure to put the mask on you before you put on anyone else. And that really is true. I found that if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm no good to anyone else. I'm not good to my students. I'm not good to my family and everyone suffers because of it. I am a much happier person if I'm able to put myself first every once in a while, not always, but often enough that I have something left in me to give to others. We as teachers especially tend to give, give, give until there's nothing left. And then all that you can do is burn out. All you can do is suffer and all you can do is let other people down. So when that happened enough times to me, I finally figured out to take care of myself first um, and then I have plenty to give. And I find that I'm able to do way more than I was before and still be okay. Hey everyone, this is Sarah Heidel. I am super excited to be part of this podcast. So thanks to Colin and Stephanie and Matt for opening it up to the field. Um, I think because we're in a service industry where we are definitely giving ourselves every day, um, that self-care is a huge topic. Um, So I'm looking forward to hearing from everyone else and to share my experience with it. A little bit about me. Um, I currently teach seventh grade uh, physical education at Martin Luther King Jr. Technology Academy in Sacramento, California. It is technically my first year teaching, though I've been involved in education in quite a few um, aspects for the past few years, um, overseeing health programs in expanded learning, which ex- uh, includes before and after school and summer programs. Um, so um, I'm happy to be back into the classroom and, and serving in that way. Um, I earned my bachelor's in kinesiology from Sac State and uh, my master's degree in leadership for social justice from St. Mary's College of California. And I'm currently a doctorate student um, working on my doctorate in educational leadership from Drexel University. So I'm definitely pursuing a lot. And self-care is a huge part of me maintaining balance. So under the question, what does self-care mean to me? Um, It definitely means balance, that um, I'm keeping things within a a balanced format, that I don't spend too much time on any one aspect, um, but I'm giving the attention needed to everything. Um, But my definition has been expanded slightly. I started doing, actually, this is good timing, um, a course on self-care offered by Dan Tricariso um, from the Zen Teacher Online Academy. And he was saying that now he speaks to his clients um, rather than balance. He talks to them about harmony um, and that that can look different in different seasons of life. Um, So for me, um, I really like that definition that um, my self-care is definitely keeping things in harmony, that there are times when my family needs more attention, when my personal education needs more attention, and when my students and work needs more attention, and keeping those things in a harmonious relationship Um, is the definition of self-care to me. So I look forward to this podcast and thanks for letting me share. 
Hey everyone, Tony Alexander, junior high school physical education teacher in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, for me, self-care is kind of a, a two-pronged idea. The first of which is me being proactive in analyzing my everyday life, uh, both the positive and the negative, with more so a focus on the negative. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, I have to take a good, hard, honest look into what is going on right and what is not going as well. And then from there, I kind of have to reevaluate and recenter my life so that it doesn't get to a point where I am, uh, you know, breaking down mentally or emotionally or even physically. Um, it, it takes a lot of, you know, hard questions to be asked of myself. And sometimes the answers, I don't necessarily want to hear them, but those, those difficult answers are going to be what sets me up for how I play out, you know, the next couple of days or minutes or maybe even months. Um, the second part of that approach, uh, though, is if I do get to those points where I'm feeling kind of worn out or emotionally tired or things like that, is that I do have to take a moment you know, for me time, um, you know, things that I know that I enjoy that will kind of recharge my battery, um, whether it be reading a book that I like, eating a, uh, eating a meal that I like, spending time with people that make me happy. Um, those type of things will help re-energize me so that I don't necessarily get to those points of breakdown. Um, it's uh, often attempted, uh, not very often successful uh, self-care because it's an ever-evolving process. But overall, it's something that everybody should practice in their lives uh, because you don't want to get to that point of overflow. Um, so yeah, other than that, good start. What's up, guys? This is Ben Landers. Uh, a little bit late to the party. Sorry about that. Uh, part of my self-care is turning off my notifications. So I didn't realize that we had already started. Um, but um, I answered the first question, what does self-care mean to me? Um, just the short and sweet is it's, it's a little bit of self-awareness, being aware of the things that build you up and restore your energy and being aware of the things that deplete your energy and um, trying to build in some time for reflection uh, so that you can identify those things in your life that are draining you and you can balance those things with other things that are going to fill you back up. So the question is, what are some signs that I see when I might need to focus on my self-care a little more? So when I think about this question, one of the, the big things that come to mind, uh, that comes to mind is that idea the, of the three Ds, which is disharmony, distraction, and disruption. And we know when we seriously reflect on our life in general, both personally and professionally, if there is a sense of disharmony or we feel as though we're distracted, constantly distracted, or that our thoughts are being disrupted, um, that's a pretty good indicator that we need to take a step back. And in my own case, um, I need to, to meditate and kind of reflect to think about uh, what the root ca causes are to those three Ds. So why am I experiencing disharmony? Why am I distracted? Why does it feel like there's so much mental disruption in my life? Um, so in, in knowing that I feel any of those three Ds or all of them, 
it's very important for me uh, to then jump into action by meditating and reflecting. And oftentimes I can come up with the answer, you know, maybe it's uh, that I need to be more active, physically active. I've, I've let that slip or I need to back off and focus on a lot of the other things that I'm doing and focus more on myself. Uh, and, and maybe it's that I need to focus on connecting with uh, loved ones in my life um, and good friends. So it all begins with really knowing um, how we're feeling and, and being aware of when there's disharmony and distraction and disruption. And that's usually a pretty good indicator that it's time to focus on our self-care. For me, I think that often the signs are physical. I remember early in my teaching career, I was having a problem with a parent and such a stressful time. I, my skin was not as thick then as it is now, many years later, decades later. And I hold my stress sometimes in my chest area, which made me very uh, nervous. Ultimately, you know, I got through the situation, but it, it forced me into some self-examination. And that's when I uh, learned how to meditate uh, properly. And, and uh, that really changed some things for me. Uh, I think another one is, is uh, weight gain. It's another physical symptom. So why is that? You know, what, what's is there emotional eating going on because of a stressful situation? Uh, are you so busy that things are way out of balance and you're not exercising, uh, not taking the time to cook? Um, you know, another thing that I, I teach often also is, is that cortisol, uh, you know, when we're, we're in such stressful situations as teachers you know, we have cortisol running around in our bodies too often too much and it, it is an immune cell inhibitor and so another physical result of too much stress and and a need for more self-care is illness and and uh, i love i always quote this uh you know when i talk deepak chopra's great quote our immune system is constantly eavesdropping on our inner dialogue and so, you know, we can, we can link our thoughts and our perceptions to stress, um, you know, which can lead to illness. And so we can directly link thoughts to, to illness. And, and so there's these physical symptoms that show up and it screams help and we need some more self-care here. And it's really great to catch those early on in the game. So this is a great question, and I love how life really aligns itself because I'm going to go ahead and tell on myself. Um, <clears throat> yesterday was a day that was a clear indication for me that I need some self-care, and I took some self-care um, last night. I watched Grey's Anatomy and sat on my couch and had a little bit of ice cream and <laughs> took care of myself and went to bed early. Um, so uh, reflecting back on yesterday my biggest indicator that I need self-care is how I'm speaking to my students. Um, not when the big things happen, but when the little things happen. I think there were about four times yesterday that I snapped at a kid and like they were coming up to ask me for a pencil or they were coming up to tell me that my marker fell on the ground or something totally like sweet and innocent um, and, you know, I'll, let's face it, I teach middle school, 
um, students, and oftentimes um, they can be exhausting. And there are times that I really do need them to just sit down, let me get through the introduction. I promise we're going to get to movement, but I have to tell you what we're going to do today. And when I lack the patience to deal with the neediness of my students, that's a clear indication to me that I need to take some self-care. I need to take a pause. Um, so I did a couple of things yesterday. I think there was one time that I had been interrupted for like the 45th time during a five-minute lesson introduction. And I literally just turned my back to my students, took three deep breaths, and turned around and said, okay, can we start over? Is everyone ready to go? We got two more minutes, and then I'm going to say go. Um, and we were able to get it together. So it's all of these little indicators. Um, but I'm glad it doesn't trickle out at home for me. What it does do is it trickles out onto my students, and slowly I become less and less patient with them. And then I'm not building the environment and creating the classroom culture that I want. So that's my indication um, for when I need self-care. Hey, guys, Lisa Rackala. Um, signs of self-care needed. So to me, um, waiting for signs means it's too late. Like, it's kind of like if you are dehydrated, then it's too late. You should have already drank your water. Um, however, I, I think it's really common, but I do think we need to stay ahead of it and fill up our glass every day and, and keep doing self-care every day and multiple times a day, whatever that means for you. Um, because if there's signs, then, then we're mending it versus preventing it. Um, a side note, I saw there's another former bodybuilder on here. I also bodybuilded for a couple of years and did a couple of shows. Um, and that's related because that's where I thought I was doing self-care, but in reality, I really was doing the opposite. Um, and maybe I'll come back to that a little bit more later, but I think people go through cycles, you know, like the natural ebbs and flows of life. Okay. Yeah. I really want to get into mindfulness. I really want to get into meditating. Well, not everybody's into it. And yes, it's great. But, you know, maybe I did it for a week and I fell off or whatever the thing is. And, and the natural ebbs and flows of life, I think, are supernatural. And human cycles is, is a thing. Um, but we just we keep resetting and we realize what's going on in our bodies and what's going on in our life and keep getting back on track and doing what we need to do. Um, as far as some signs, when you do wait until it's too late, I, I really agree with Sarah um, in terms of, Snapping on my students being an indicator. I I definitely can relate there. Um, if I'm getting mad at a student or if I'm letting something get to me that I normally wouldn't, it's like practicing mindfulness when I'm teaching. So if something's happening in my class, why should I get elevated about it? It doesn't have anything to do with me. I just need to keep these students safe and I need to teach them. So why does their argument or predicament have anything to do with me? So I remove myself from the situation and, and practice some mindfulness and keep them safe and, and problem solve from there. Um, losing motivation to do things, that can be another sign. Um, other common things I think are experiencing the inability to focus, restless sleep, not eating well, memory loss. Um, we've got endless to-do lists, of course. And if you're not remembering the things that you need to do, that's a problem. Um, maybe you need some serious self-love. And it's kind of like, can you ever remember the time where you just did absolutely nothing and just relaxed? Because seriously, I don't think that many people can. And if that's the case for you, maybe you should go around a bubble bath and 
pour a glass of wine. Just saying. <laughs> um, some people I feel like might say, well, I'm too busy, you know, or you don't have a chance for self-care. Well, saying you don't have a chance for self-care is like saying you don't have an excuse to do whatever the thing is, anything else. Cause we make time for what we want and what we need to do. And self-care is so essential that we need to make time for it. Plus it feels good to be good to ourselves. So I think it takes practice and we deserve it. I just laughed when Lisa shared about bodybuilding and thinking that that was self-care because it can get so confused. Like normally exercise should be part of self-care. But I wanted to tell you, Lisa, that I have the exact same experience. I started doing CrossFit a few years ago and became so crazy obsessive about it that my husband had to tell me, no, this is not healthy. I actually need you to quit and please continue exercising, but you can't do CrossFit because it's turning you into this crazy CrossFit fiend, um, and all you talk about is what you're doing in the gym. And, uh, yeah, so it just made me laugh. Um, I used to live with a bodybuilder and a figure competitor um, back when I was in college, and I saw the same thing, that it, um, while, yes, on the surface, it's definitely healthy to take care of yourself and to exercise, but sometimes it can get a little out of control. And I'm not saying that everyone in CrossFit or in bodybuilding or figure competing um, is not practicing self-care. I'm just saying that's, that I, I feel you, Lisa. I was totally on the same page with that. It, I found something that I really enjoyed and thought was good for me that totally wasn't. And um, I had to find a different way to uh, exercise and stay healthy that wasn't so obsessive for me because it just got crazy. Just come on, looks here. So for me, this one is really easy. It is when I start getting snappy. Um, my own personal children are really good about letting me know when I start that. Um, I do do preventative self-care pretty well now, so it's gotten a whole lot better. Um, but it is the same like others have said so far. Like, you know, when you get snappy with your students over the little stuff that really shouldn't be affecting you that much, I notice that I get my frustration levels increase. Um, you know, for me personally, I get headaches a lot with it. And for me, those are sure signs like I've neglected my self-care too much, even with my preventative that I use. Like I do my weekly horseback riding lessons and all that kind of stuff that I have scheduled in times for me. It just isn't always enough when life just gets to be too much sometimes. So it seems to be a really personal thing um, as to how each person reacts to the frustration and stress of life. Um, I know a friend of mine, her appetite goes away. For me, it's headaches and short temper. Um, Yeah, it's just really good to know yourself and to really pinpoint and be aware of that and be looking for that to know when you really do need to step up self-care. Hey, what's up, guys? Ben, this is my response to question two, what signs um, we have to focus on self-care a little bit more. Um, So first thing is probably the physical things. Uh, And for me, that goes back to those big three that kind of go for a healthy uh, physical body, which is sleep, exercise, and nutrition. So when you're feeling tired and the first thing you think about when you wake up is you can't wait till you can go back to sleep again that next night. Um, that's probably a indicator that you need to set an alarm for yourself uh, to go to sleep a little bit earlier um, and prioritize the things that are most important. And one of the things most important is sleeping. 
So uh, I try to go back to make sure I'm getting good sleep, make sure I'm uh, getting exercise and make sure that I'm trying to eat healthy, which is probably the hardest one for me personally. Um, so when I'm thinking about signs, when I'm starting to feel like burnt out or I might not be taking care of myself, I can go back to those things and, and just check and do some reflection and ask myself, am I getting good sleep? Am I getting good exercise? And am I um, eating healthy? And then uh, the other one, the other big one in my mind is, would be mindset. So that's kind of like the spiritual, the emotional um, side of things. And for me, the big thing that goes back to is, is practicing gratitude. So uh, usually my mindset can be fixed by just taking a little bit of time and just going through the things that I'm thankful for in my life um, and realizing how blessed and how lucky I am to live in the place that I'm at and have a job that I enjoy and remember the why, um, the reasons that I spend the times doing the things that I do every day, um, teaching kids and trying to make a difference and, um, you know, thinking about my family and just all the things that we all have to be thankful for in our life that can really change your mindset and it can bring you back to a place that, um, you know, that practice in itself is kind of filling. Like we talk about depleting ourselves and filling ourselves up. It's a very uh, restful, restorative and filling practice. So those are my uh, signs that I kind of focus on and, and do check on myself when I'm reflecting about self-care. So question two, and hi, everybody, it's Stephanie. Um, I definitely get snappy. I find that I'm just personally overall unhappy and I feel dissatisfied with just a lot of things in general. I make short-sighted decisions. Um, and most of all, what I notice um, when I'm really feeling that burnout is that it's really hard for me to listen and really absorb um, what's what's going on around me, what's being communicated to me, and really reflect upon that and be thoughtful in my responses back. Um, so just brief signs for me on what that burnout looks like. Hi, everyone. That concludes our Shape America podcast self-care episode part one. We want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure to catch the self-care episode part two, where our panel will continue to discuss about drawing the line with demands, self-care at work, and how our professional association can support us in achieving self-care at work. You won't want to miss the discussion that follows after today's episode. Remember, we always enjoy hearing your thoughts, so if you want to ask us any questions or give us any feedback, please feel free to email us at podcast at shapeamerica.org or even tweet me at smsandino. Help us keep the conversation going on social media and on whatever platform you listen in on with comments, likes, and shares. This is Stephanie Sandino, your Shape America podcast co-host, alongside Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy. Over now, happy trails, everyone.